Hello, and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide and friend, and today we continue with Lesson 10, The Way is Easy and Without Effort. And we are going to pick up with Paragraph 12, where Jeshua continues, The point of all of this is simple. I want to convey to you yet again that the life I lived as a man was not unlike your very own. I began veiled in mystery, a child among children, a human being struggling to make sense of his world. Yes, there was within me something calling, a longing to know something that the world did not seem to teach. But is it not true that many of you have felt that same call, the same longing, to touch what is invisible, to see what cannot be seen, to hear what ears have never heard, to embrace what arms cannot reach, to abide in perfect peace and perfect trust? Heck yeah, again and again and again. We can't hear this enough. You know why? Because we've heard it so many times that Jesus is special and different. He's the Messiah. He's the chosen one. He's here to save us. We need saving. We're different than him. We're not as good as him. He's pure. He's never sinned or done anything wrong. He is God in the flesh and you're not. And he's like, dudes and dudettes, I am like you We're equals and peers. I'm your brother. I'm your friend. I want to convey to you yet again that my life, as incarnated as a human being, as a man in a body, was just like yours. I was afraid. I was conflicted. Probably I had temptations. I probably had sexual urges. I was just like you. Judging myself, judging other people. I'm struggling to make sense of this world. I began veiled in mystery, a child among children, just like us. We don't know who we really are when we're, when we start to have consciousness. We look around, we see our parents and our culture and our family and the environment that we live in and we adapt. We've been conditioned by that, those people and that environment. And so that's all we know because of the veil of forgetfulness, struggling to make sense of this world. This world doesn't make sense. It's survival mode 24-7. Try and find a little joy, a little peace, and then the rest of the time you're in survival mode. You're trying to find meaning or fulfillment or just get by, make other people happy, conform to the standards and norms of society so you don't stand out and get ostracized and rejected. And Jesus is also like, there was something within me, though, a calling, a longing to know something the world didn't know anything about. My kingdom is not of this world. And you know what the cool thing is? You have that same longing inside. We all do, right? Anyone who's forgotten has the longing because it's just a return trip home. But we forgot. But you have it. And you have it now. Even people that are unconscious, they they have no interest in God or spirituality or or any of this stuff. They have the same longing. They're just not aware of it yet. And something might trigger it within them. And usually it's some experience that 
has them hit rock bottom or see something differently. Where all of a sudden, maybe it's a near-death experience and they experience light and love. And all of a sudden, boom, they, they feel that longing, that calling again. But you have it in you. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be drawn to the way of mastery. You definitely wouldn't even be drawn to a podcast about the way of mastery. And Jesus is like, you're like me. You're a human being having the human experience and there's a longing inside of you for something something the world doesn't seem to teach. Right? To touch what's invisible. To see what cannot be seen. To see through the illusions of zero-sum game where if one person gains, another person has to lose. To see through scarcity and lack and unworthiness and not enough and all the stories that were told about this world. My kingdom is not of this world. I am in the world, but not of the world. So he's saying this, really? So you can be like, oh, I don't have to judge myself so hard that I'm not exactly like Jesus. No, Jesus was just like me. Oh, I'm allowed to be human. I'm allowed to be afraid. I'm allowed to be conflicted. I'm allowed to have these things instead of judging ourselves for not being perfect. Yes, be human. You're allowed to have fear, and Jesus is showing us, though, that our fear is based on a misunderstanding. That's all. So take the judgment out of it. Look with innocence. Oh, I wonder where that came from. I wonder what the what the effect of thinking about lack and scarcity and I'm not enough has in my life. Look with childlike innocence, not judgment and self-condemnation. There's a perfect peace that passeth understanding that's available to me. And when it, when it's passeth understanding means of the intellect, of the human brain, does not know what peace is. It will never know what peace is because the nature of the ego mind is conflict, is separation. And it's not who we are. It's a very, very, very small part. It's a blemish. It's a tiny little pimple on the canvas and the face of God. And it's allowed to exist because of free will. We've just focused all of our attention on it. And that's why it's our experience. And Jeshua is showing us, he's just showing us the landscape of what we've done and what we're doing. And inviting us to make a different choice. Not He's not choosing for us. God's not choosing for you. There's no force outside of you that's going to make you think or feel a certain way. That's not empowering. No, and part of the joy is you choosing, is realizing, remembering, recognizing, recognizing, re-knowing your own power. Because you're a wave in the ocean of love made in the image and likeness of your creator, which is the ocean of love, which is love, intelligence, and power. Not brain intelligence. Harmonious, universal intelligence. The divine design and the acorns become the oak tree. That intelligence is within the essence of what you are. You can't figure it out and you can't control it in a way with your ego mind. Perfect peace, perfect trust, it's available to you. So anyways, this whole paragraph is Jesus again and again just saying, I'm like you. I struggle like you struggle. I was trying to find meaning and I I was there was a longing. I kept answering the call. I'm going to encourage you to keep answering the call. Everything that you're yearning for is waiting for you. Just keep showing up. It's okay if you feel like you're failing sometimes or you don't feel like you're making progress. Just keep showing up. It's there. 
your longing, let your longing lead you. Allow yourself to be human, like make mistakes and judge yourself and all the things that being human is. But keep practicing this. Keep showing up. Keep forgiving yourself. Keep opening your heart to yourself. Keep practicing compassion to yourself. And by extension to other people. And watch. It's a foregone conclusion. He says, beloved friends, understand well, I say to you yet again, I come only as your brother and your friend, one who has walked as you walk, one who has breathed as you breathe, one who has cried as you cry, one who has laughed as you laugh. I am as you are. Yes, let this be the new way that we see Jesus, Jeshua. Not the traditional crap we've been pushed on by religion. He's the same soul as us, and he comes into the human experience to have the same human experience as us. He says, if there be anything that I can give unto you, it is simply this. As you look upon your life and every event that unfolds within it, every time you feel that you have failed, every time that you become conflicted, every time you are sure that you will never be able to transcend all of these ups and downs and emotional waves that seem to come with living in your world, remember, I have overcome the world. Because I've done it, it's done for you already. Right? Sometimes that phrase, so that's a beautiful paragraph. We're going to look at it. Sometimes that phrase, I have overcome the world, seems like so daunting, at least to me, can seem so daunting. I got to overcome this world. Holy crap. That seems like a big ask, a big undertaking. How am I going to overcome the world? But as Jeshua is showing us, it's simple. It's in the slowing down, it's in the listening, it's in the removing of our attention from this busy, noisy, external world back into your heart, closer than your breathing, nearer than your hands and feet. Roger Bannister, I've shared this story on the podcast before, many of you may have heard it, I can't get enough of it. I like to hear it again and again and again, and there's lots of examples like Roger Bannister, but he's the first one and the easiest one that pops into my mind. Roger Bannister, and I should, in telling the story, know the, know the details and the facts. It doesn't really matter. I don't know when it was. Let's call it the 1940s or 50s. Was an English runner, and it was widely accepted by science. By science. If science says it must be so. It was widely accepted by science that it was physiologically impossible. It was just not possible. The body has limits to run a sub four minute mile. That was it. That was just widely known. And Roger Bannister was insane to them. He was crazy. He was like, no, I'm going to do it. I think I can do it. I believe I can do it. I'm going to run a sub four minute mile. And people are like, you're an idiot. You're crazy. It's not possible for the body to do this. And Roger Bannister was basically like, okay, if you say I can't do it, I'm going to do it. And he tried and he failed and he tried and he failed. But guess what? He believed it and he kept showing up and he got closer and closer and closer. And what do you think that did to his belief? It grew that it was possible. Ooh, I'm getting closer. I know I can do this. They say I can't. I know I can. And guess what? He did it. But that's not even the best part. That's not the most amazing part to do what everyone says is impossible. We've all experienced that. The most amazing part of this story and why it applies to you and what Jeshua is saying is that like a month later, his Roger Bannister's kind of rival in running did it. 
he did it. And within a year, like 12 more people did it. And now lots of people have done it. How is that possible? When Roger Bannister broke the sub four minute mile, other people were like, oh, if he can do it, why can't I do it? I can do it. It's possible. Now, all of a sudden, the impossible became possible. Jesus, Jeshua is saying, because I overcame the world, I did the quote unquote impossible. You, it's already not only, not only can you do it, it's already done for you. That's what he says. Because I've done it, it's done for you already. That's cool. So Jesus is saying, if, if there is anything I can give to you, it is simply this. It's simple. As you look upon your life and every event that unfolds within it, all the times you think you failed, all the times that you become conflicted, every time that you're not sure that, you know, you're down, you're downtrodden, you're depressed, you're negative about your life and the world, it just feels so hard. I'm never going to be able to over- transcend and overcome all these ups and downs. I'm just kind of destined to be unhappy. All these emotional waves that are coming with living in this world, it's so much. Remember, I have overcome the world. And because I've done it, it's done for you already. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And he says, why? Because we share the same infinite field of mind, capital M, mind. Not your personal little mind, the mind, the consciousness of the all that is, God, divine, universe. We share the same infinite field of mind that far transcends all levels and dimensions of manifestation. You can tap into what has already occurred. You need only look upon me as your brother and friend and acknowledge, in, in italics, acknowledge that the world has been overcome and then accept the freedom, which is the effect of its overcoming as your own. And that's an italics again, as your own. What I've done, you can take credit for. You can experience it. How amazing is that? How generous is that? How beautiful is that? Because we share the same mind with a capital M, the same consciousness, the same isness. And Jesus has been saying this from day one. Your consciousness is not, is connected to all beings, all dimensions throughout all of eternity. Now, of course, let's just acknowledge that seems crazy. It seems so far away from probably where we are. But that's only because we're so attached and identified to our personal thinking, to that monkey mind, that nonstop narrator in your head that you think is you. But it's not. You are consciousness itself. That's what meditation, one of the purposes of meditation is designed to help you see the mind chatter and identify more and experience more that if you see it, you're, you must, what's seeing it? You are the observer of it. You are the awareness of it. Ram Das's uh, meditation, his mantra was, I am loving awareness. I am awareness of it all and I'm loving, I am love being aware. That's what I am. I am loving awareness. It's all one field. An infinite field of mind, God's mind, not your little puny, little, limited, fearful mind. And because we share that, because we're waves in the ocean, we have access to it all. 
And he says this infinite field of mind, it far transcends all levels and dimensions of manifestation. Why? Because manifestation is an effect. I want to manifest a new car. And then you manifest a new car, however you do that. But the car is the effect of your desire, of the thought. I want to manifest a, 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 a new relationship. I want to manifest a relationship. Okay, you get into a relationship. The manifestation is an effect of the desire and the thought. So the field of mind, God, the, this energy, this, this life force, this consciousness transcends the effect always. He says you can tap into what's already occurred. You can tap into it. It's available for you. Tap into it. Look at look upon me as an equal and acknowledge that because I because I've overcome the world, meaning the attachment to the world. Accept that you're free to. Accept the freedom as your own. You can. You don't have to, you don't have to punish yourself or work so hard to earn it and figure it out, which is what we try and do and seek for it. Seek and do not find. If you're identified as a seeker, you're always seeking. You are never finding. And Jesus is, is inviting us to be a finder, one who is found. Acknowledge that because I've overcome the world. It's already done for you and you're free. Now you still appear and feel like you're in a body. But my kingdom is not of this world. I can be in this world and not of the world. I can now see with clear eyes what the, this dynamic, this sleep that everybody's in, this trance that everybody's in that they've forgotten who they are. That they're so, so convinced and believing that they are a body and that what happens to their body happens to them. That they are their thinking, personal, fearful thinking and not the still small voice in their heart, right? Look around. That's what's happening. Everyone's so busy, caught up in the, in the rat race or survival mode or the latest news cycle and what's happening. And they're all caught up. The anxiety levels are off the chart. The fear levels are off the chart. The disease levels, the dis-ease, they're not at ease. Their dis-ease is off the charts. It's all off the charts. And it's all effect of the fearful belief of the ego of not enough of separation. But the Holy Spirit instantaneously uses it for good. So all of the anxieties is always right there for you to look at and see how it's setting you free. And we close with this beautiful prayer that Jeshua gives us the end of this section. He says, so that you learn to sit in your chair after your five minutes of abiding as Christ in which you say to yourself, and again, you learn, you learn by practicing, you learn by demonstrating discipline. That means self-discipline, showing up when you don't want to, showing up when it's inconvenient, showing up when you have something else that feels more fun. You learn to sit in your chair after your five minutes of abiding as Christ, in which you say to yourself, here, I am free. Heaven is now. The past is passed away and I choose anew. This day I commit myself to teaching only love by sharing only loving thoughts. This one day I will look upon each one that comes into my experience and I will first breathe deeply the presence of the Holy Spirit. 
and I will look out through eyes transformed by the simple acknowledgement of the truth. All minds are joined, and I see not a stranger before me, but one who walks as I walk, who feels as I feel, who longs as I long, who is humbled as I am humbled, who prays for peace as I have prayed. Therefore, I will give them what they seek, and in that giving, I receive it. Fucking amen. Yes, here, right now, I am free. You are free. It may not feel like it. Take the energy of these words in. Heaven is now. It's not a place far off in the sky somewhere that if you're a good boy or girl, you get in. And if you're a bad boy or girl, you're punished and you go to some other place where you burn in all eternity. Does that even make any sense? I mean, give me a freaking break. Can we can we let that go collectively as a consciousness? Can we spiritually mature beyond that? Heaven is your awareness of the kingdom right now. Go outside, take your shoes off your feet, stand in the grass, look at a tree and see heaven right before you. And then look in the mirror and see heaven right before you. The awareness that this life force energy love is yours, is you. It is deeply humbling. You can't go out and get it no matter how hard you try, no matter how much money you make, no matter how many people love and worship and adore you. You can't get it that way because you already got it. It's in you. You exist as it. Start to see that when you look in the mirror. The past is passed away. And I choose anew right now. This day, I commit myself to teaching only love by sharing only loving thoughts. Let that be our prayer every morning. If that was your prayer, and by the way, in our Living the Way of Mastery, month 10, when we get to this, this will be the focus for a whole week. Where as a group, this is what we're focused on. We're all doing it and we're sharing our experience. Of course, you're going to be in judgment. Of course, there's going to be moments where you go unconscious. Don't beat yourself up. That's part of it. It's, this is a learning laboratory. You make mistakes. You experiment. And you try new things. But you come back to that commitment. Today, I commit myself to teaching only love. What does it mean to teach only love when... The mechanic says your car is going to be two more days delayed than you thought it was going to be. What does it mean to teach only love when you know the, you notice that and you all of a sudden get a little clench in your stomach when the price of milk has gone up 50 cents a gallon and you start freaking about about the economy and money and you know what does it mean to teach only love? Your mother or your father is not approving of your life choices <laughs> by sharing only loving thoughts. Share loving thoughts with yourself. Share loving thoughts with others. Doesn't matter if they don't know how to receive it or not. This one day I'll look upon each one that comes into my experience and I will first breathe deeply the presence of the Holy Spirit. Do that today. You don't have to wait 10 months. Do that today. When you are with someone, make it your, make it a game, make it your mission, make it fun to be like, okay, as much as I can today, I'm going to see how many times when I'm with another person, I'm at the grocery store, at the gas station, at home, I'm going to first breathe deeply the presence of the Holy Spirit. Bam! You don't think that's going to change your life at all? Yes, it will. 
And if that's your intention every day and you're with other people doing it too as a community, like let's have fun with this. Oh my gosh, that will change your life because it's going to change your mind. It's going to change your consciousness. And I will look out through eyes transformed that I see not a stranger before me, that this is just another wave, another expression of the divine in form. And it's more than, it's not just a bag of bones and blood and, and, and flesh in front of me. This is the spirit of God expressed as this being. They may not even know it, but I know it for them. And I'm going to communicate with them on that level. Doesn't mean I can't disagree. Doesn't mean I can't be suing them in a lawsuit and still see them as God and see this as part of our school together. This is one who walks as I walk, who feels as I feel, the human experience, who longs as I long, who is humbled as I am humbled, and who prays for peace as I have prayed. Isn't that what we all want? We all want to feel peace inside and be happy and feel like our lives make a difference and be of service to our fellow brothers and sisters and feel fulfilled in what we're doing and create, make things that we're inspired to bring into expression. We all want the same thing. And yet so many were so afraid of each other. Therefore, I will give them what they seek, which is love. And in that giving, I receive it. When I give love, I receive it. It can be such a selfish act in the best way of the world that I just want to feel love in my heart. So if I really want to feel love in my heart, if I'm so selfish in that way, all I care about is me feeling so loving in my heart. The way to feel that is to give it to you. When I give it away, I get it. But don't you benefit too? Isn't that how beautiful it is? We're going to end on this poem that I love. It's a very short poem by Hafiz, H-A-F-I-Z. It's called With That Moon Language. And here it goes. This was Hafiz uh, lived between 1315 and 1390. And this is a translation by Daniel Ladinsky. And here it is. Admit something. Everyone you see, you say to them, love me. Of course, you do not do this out loud. Otherwise, someone would call the cops. Still, though, think about this. This great pull in us to connect. Why not become the one who lives with a full moon in each eye that is always saying with that sweet moon language what every other eye in this world is dying to hear. How beautiful is that? And of course, every other eye in this world is dying to hear, I love you. So beautiful. I love you guys. We're on this journey together with Jeshua, with a whole ancient lineage with guides and angels, we're doing it. I love you guys. Way to go. If you get value from this podcast, like, subscribe, share, give us a good review. Send me an email. Hello at revelationbreathwork.com. And if you happen to hear this, it's June 27th. We still have one or two spots left in Living the Way of Mastery. Even though we started uh, a couple days ago, we just covered the intro, the editor's note, and the promise. So we haven't even started yet in Lesson 1. If you hear this right now, today's a Tuesday, and you're like, damn, I, I, I want to do that. Email me. Let's freaking go. I love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Have an amazing day.